Happy wrestling, everybody, and welcome to the first episode of Honor POV. That's right, I can still do that because Britt Baker did wrestle in Ring of Honor. I am your host, Kimmy Sokol. That's right, they trusted me with my own show on this network. I don't know why, but we're here. And I am joined by none other than my K-Squared Observer co-host, Kyle Masters. Yeah, I'm in the co-host chair. Look above me, it says co-host chair. I'm in the co-host chair. <laughs> yeah, so guys, um, we never know who's going to be my co-host. There's some weeks that maybe it'll just be me. Maybe it'll be Kyle. Maybe it'll be Jackie. Maybe it'll be Phil. Or maybe I'll be joined by a special guest. You never know what's going to happen on Honor. P-O-V. I but Kyle, <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad we synced up. Kyle, how are you, sir? I'm feeling honored. <laughs> to yeah. be here? Yeah, to be here. <laughs> Well, and I don't know. Honored to do the very first episode of this because we've been talking about Honor PV. I mean, we kind of joked about it for a while. And then, like, when Ring of Honor started to get serious and serious talks, we're like, yeah, you know what? We're probably actually going to do it. So, this is the first episode, Honor POV, talking all things Ring of Honor and nothing else. So, uh, yes. So, that's why I was brought in, guys. The only reason I joined the Elite POV kind of brand is to do this show this is what i was told so we're here my purpose has been met and we are starting off pretty special because the first ring of honor show is the jay briscoe tribute show which is also on youtube and honor club and they are for free so you can go and watch it for free you don't have to buy honor i'll ask for overall thoughts first kyle what did you think of the show overall it was good. Uh, it was tough to watch just because, like, some of the – when they were doing those backstage interviews, like, asking, like, what they – like, their their memories of Jay, like, some of them were pretty tough to, to watch. Like, Samoa Joe was, like, bawling his eyes out, and it was just um, – it was cool to see, like, the, the old Ring of Honor matches that they showed, like, the, the really old one. The one I thought was really cool was the – uh, it was the the Briscoes against the Kings of Wrestling, which I totally forgot was even a team. Uh, Claudio Castagnoli and Chris Hero. Back when Claudio had hair, totally forgot he had hair too. He wasn't bald then. Could barely recognize him in that footage. Oh my God, it was so old. Like Even the Briscoes look extremely young. Then like there was the cool match of uh, Jay and Adam Cole for the Ring of Honor world title, which I had no idea that Jay even had the world title up until that video. <laughs> Yeah, twice. He, he He's a two-time champion. So, um, it was really cool, and I liked the the way that they honored him. Even with, like they they asked, I believe he would have asked the crowd to stay behind, so they could tape that. And good on the crowd staying behind it and being fired up for all those matches. It was it was really cool. And this being the first Ring of Honor kind of show under the you know Tony Khan's umbrella, Tony Khan's Ring of Honor. I thought they did an exceptional job of honoring Jay and did such a great job. And obviously, like, I know this is a Ring of Honor show, but Tony bending over or getting, uh, bending over, what the fuck am I looking The word I'm looking for, going like. Working really hard. hard Going the extra mile. Yeah, God, I can't. It's Monday. Uh, Going the extra (laughs) mile to get the network to allow mark to be on tv especially this past dynamite which was really cool to see so i think this is a really great first episode of i guess you can say of ring of honor under the tony khan umbrella yeah so i think one of the major takeaways for me is that they did show those old matches because originally when they said that this was going to be a tribute show we really didn't know what was going to be on it we knew that there were going to be live matches because you know they recorded in that one day dynamite rampage and this tribute show and i didn't think they were going to show old matches until i was on twitter right before i started watching and they're like oh my god they put adam cole versus jay briscoe from final battle 2014 i was like yes because that was an amazing match but I thought the show was really good and I tweeted this and I said, you know, this was a show for every Ring of Honor fan. You had that old school Ring of Honor, like you mentioned with the Kings of Wrestling and the Briscoes in 2006, kind of like 2010 era when the Briscoes were really starting to get hot and Ring of Honor was really tr- like getting noticed as a top company. And then you also had the newer Ring of Honor stars as well. And the other cool thing is there were three women's matches on this show. 
And for someone like me, who was part of the rebranding of the women's division, this was really cool to see three women's matches. Three. Three. That's huge. That's more than what AEW puts on TV. (laughs) No, I know. I swear. Someone, I don't like, in my heart, I know Tony Khan was booking you, but I feel like there was a member of a kingdom who might have had a little hand in there too. Just saying. I would... I would love, yes, at the same time, like, oh, or maybe Tony Khan's learning and maybe we're going to transition it to AWTV, but I'm not holding my breath, but we'll see. <laughs> well, but, maybe. <laughs> you never know. But I'll, I'm the host, Kyle. I have the rundown, not you. I stopped. I have no idea where we're going next. I was just, I couldn't think of anything else to say that because, like, it's true and Maria most likely was the one behind that to book three women's matches there. And they're great women's matches. And if that's what like the woman we're going to get on ring of Honor, like this, this era of ring of honor, then hell yeah, man, they're going to have a great division to start with. Yeah, right. They are because thy kingdom come all day, every day, but we're not talking about those matches yet. Sadly, we will get there. But the first thing I want to talk about is you said the wrestlers who shared their thoughts on this tribute show, and I'm not going to go through every single one of them because there was a lot. And I feel like if we did do that, we you could just watch the episode to watch it because I don't think I or Kyle could give it justice. But someone like Adam Cole, who not only gave his thoughts backstage, but also did like a story time of Adam Cole live in the ring, just talking about how he used to spend like the opening Sunday um, opening Sunday of football at the Briscoe's house and they always used to take him in and Austin Gunn doing the butterfly stitches on Jay's back because he thought that like Jay's whole back was like going to break because there was this All nasty right. cut on it then you had Matt Hardy talking about the legendary feud between the Briscoes and the Hardy boys and how when Matt and Jeff got to Ring of Honor that was the one thing they wanted to do they're like please put us with the Briscoes please put us with the Briscoes like you said Samoa Joe coming to tears Seeing all of those people just give their thoughts and prayers to J. Mark, it really shows that the Briscoes had a legendary run of Ring of Honor. And I forgot, I, this might have been BJ Whitmer who said it, that every time it was around contract negotiations, they'd be like, we're not going anywhere. We love Ring of Honor and Ring of Honor loves us. We're never going to another company. And they didn't. They stayed honorable all throughout their 20 ah. years. I know. I'm so smart. So... Overall, what did you think of all the wrestlers who shared their thoughts and stories? Yeah, like I say, it was emotional, to say the least, especially like, the ones that were crying. It was tough to watch. Even, like, Eddie Kingston uh, bringing up, like, his run-ins with, with, with Jay and even both Briscoes and him having a hard time talking about it. Um, but it was nice. Like, it, it was cool for them to share the memories of Jay and really show, I guess, everyone in the wrestling community and all the fans that – how much of an impact this this man not only had in Ring of Honor and for Ring of Honor, but in the lives of all these wrestlers. And, you know, like, all these wrestlers, to get where they are now, like, eventually went almost... It's almost like the Briscoes were, like, a christening to, like, these men's, like, next step in their careers. They always had, like, a class. Like, it's always, like... You ask these wrestlers, like, what classic matches you had in the past? And, like, they can list a, a, a list of, of top ten, maybe. And almost every single person is going to have a match in there against one of or both of the Briscoes, which is just shows even their family, the, like, the family name and, and all the Briscoes in wrestling. Like, they they are a, a, a royal name in professional wrestling, the Briscoes. So, uh, it was just nice to see the the tributes to Jay and how much he actually meant to a lot of these guys and girls. Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor Hall of Famers. That's for damn sure. But do they the have a first, Hall of Fame? They do. They made one in 2021. Okay. It's like end of 2021, early 2022, before Tony bought Ring of Honor. Okay. So they do. Brian Danielson is also a part of the Hall of Fame as well. Okay. And. There's like five or six people, but the Briscoes were one of the OGs. I imagine Daniels too. Uh, not yet. No. Oh, how is Chris? How is Daniels in there? And Christopher Daniels not. <laughs> but not yet. But I guess like I know, I know. Not the first company. If you if you were to talk to a longtime wrestling fan who's like not following Christopher Daniels right now, if you ask them like, "Oh, what do you remember Christopher Daniels from?" I'm gonna say if you ask ten people. 
eight or nine of them are going to say TNA Impact. <laughs> so, um, but well, he he talked about that actually in his like when he shared thoughts. You know, like I was in Ring of Honor at this time, and then I left, and then I came back, and then I was here, and I was like, yeah, if you've been in and out of Ring of Honor many times, Christopher Daniels. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So I don't know. I don't know what Tony's going to constitute uh, on what's Hall of Fame worthy, because now I believe he's kind of in charge of that. Like he he gets to decide probably the final say on who actually enters the Ring of Honor Hall of Fame and who doesn't. So if Danielson's in there, I got to imagine it's someone who's made an impact, which Daniels has, but someone who's made like a serious impact. Like I know it'd be tough, and they would have to negotiate something with the Fed. But like I, Kevin Steen's got to be in the Ring of Honor Hall of Fame 100 percent eventually. Like that's. That's like and El like Generico, yeah, and, and both of them, yeah, that's right. It's bestie, aka Hello. Sami Zayn, if anyone doesn't know. <laughs> no, you know El Generico. He he's lost on an island somewhere, very far away. Still there. He's still there. Um, hope. By the way, just this is we recorded this two days after the Royal Rumble. Amazing end of the Royal Rumble with both of them and Sami Zayn finally doing the right thing and standing up for his best friend. Way to go, buddy. But we're not talking about that company. We are talking about my favorite title in Ring of Honor, which oh. is not true. Because I don't know why the, we still have the, the pure six title. The six-man title. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. Actually, so if you want to hear five things that I want Ring of Honor to do once we start going on Honor Club, head to thepopbreak.com. I wrote a whole article about that. And my number four was get rid of the six-man title. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, but it's held by but, like, a great seriously. champion like Brian Cage, though. He's going to elevate those titles. <laughs> no, here's my problem. There's no, like, if you look at the Ring of Honor roster, there's no trios teams there Yeah, at the moment. At the moment. I think, like, well, who do you have? So, like, the, like, you have whatever Brian Cage's faction's called. I always forget. The Embassy. Embassy. The embassy. They got, they got uh, Castle and the Boys. They have... The trust busters, I guess you can say. I don't think they have. I don't think they're going to be AEW. I, trust busters, I can see, hot hundred percent going to be Ring of Honor. So that's like three. <laughs> I mean, you could sit there and hope then for in the future to have have more, but like, if you don't have like an established I mean, division, is Pop- they can retire the belts just, and then bring them back, them. right? Or they can retire the belts and then uh, that's you know what I mean. And then if if they in the did future, that, have, yeah, well, I don't know then. <laughs> I mean, Top Flight and AR Fox, they could too. You Isn't know, be Ring once of it I, gets going, but think, you know, that's that's tough. I don't know. I don't. I don't <laughs> want Dante to go to Ring of Honor. I kind of want him to stay. Him and his brother both. I'd want him to stay. I mean, so do I. Yeah, I guess we'll see what happens. So do I. But I again, I unless Tony Khan he sees his show and he thinks I'm so smart, and him and Maria are gonna talk, and then I get offered a contract, I can't do anything about it. Tony Khan, by the way. But like I said, we're talking about the Pure Championship. I love that title so much. I don't. I think they I need to get rid why. of it. I think it's Oh, a- you hate it. I thought you said you love it. Yeah. No, I hate it. Absolutely oh, okay. hate it. Like not I'm not a technical rules. wrestling No. Like I'm not a technical wrestling fan. And these rules don't make sense. Just no. Like I remember when Mike Bennett held it. Like it was my first time seeing a pure titles match. And I looked at my dad and I said, I never want to see a pure rules match ever again. And then Daniel won the title, and I was like, "Well, I'm screwed." What if they changed the rules? Like, what if so they got what, what if they got rid of the rope break things as dumb, the the, the tapping of the turnbuckle things as dumb? What if they got rid so of just, that? What if they so got just twenty minutes? But what if they like made it twenty minutes, and maybe that title was always like a two out of three falls match. And you couldn't climb. You couldn't leave the ring or climb the turnbuckle. It's all in ring. Like if you climb the turnbuckle, or if you climb the rope, or if you got out of the ring, automatic DQ. I'd like that better because then it's like it's actually pure wrestling. Because you're not going to the top rope to do jumping moves. You're not going outside the ring for whatever reason. It's all in the ring, no matter what. And it's two like out of three falls, better. and it's all pure wrestling. I think that again, yeah. Tony Khan. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I think if the rules were different, it could stay. The current rules, I hate to. I'm with you there. Like, if if the if they plan to keep the current rules for that title, get rid of it because it's it. I don't think anyone actually buys it. I, I've never heard one person say they love the rules. So, 
I have. Go. Oh, you, you want to know who? <laughs> Jonathan Gresham. Oh, look well, where he is. Yeah, well, there you go. Enough said. He he sure is making his impact. But Wheeler Yuta wow. defended his pure championship against. I'm I I don't want to say his name wrong. <laughs> Pagani Shino. So yeah, the guy that they have, I think he's from. Pretty sure he's from either New Japan or DDT, uh, and he's been floating around dark, having like unreal match. And then he had that match against Kenny, which was really good. Um, he's he looks promising. If they have their eye on him and want to sign him as a as a young uh, free agent from Japan, I don't know actually how young he is, but. Um, he's young. He he's like good. around my age. He looks good. I, think. I, I I'm giving him props. I think if maybe they'll have him for Ring of Honor. If they they sign him for Ring of Honor, I that that'd be a good signing. He's he's proven himself so far. So, um, I bet you that's what Tony Khan's doing too. He's scouting a lot of these like AW Dark and like the sessions at at, at Orlando and kind of scouting some talent for AW, but at the same time, like okay, who can I sign for Ring of Honor as well? So, and you know, it'll be really cool. He's actually been floating around dark for the last couple of weeks now is Billy Starks. If they want to add her to the women's division for ring of honor, that would be super. Cause she, I think she's pretty good so far. Maria is very high on her. I know that. I know one of the last conversations Maria and I had, we talked about how good Billy Starks is. So she is definitely on Maria's radar, but for this match itself, cause I'm going to get to Billy Starks. Cause it's okay. a part of my one thing I want to see when ring of honor starts on honor club. Ooh. I have a whole, I have a whole thing, a whole theory. I love it. I was so proud of myself at 1.30 in the morning when I came up with it. 1.30? I don't sleep. I'm sorry. I don't sleep. You, you want to know how I fit everything into my schedule? I don't sleep. Wow. You need <laughs> sleep, child. I know. Listen. <laughs> take a nap. <laughs> I After didn't we're do done here, today. take a nap. No, I have to watch Raw. Oh, uh, well, maybe. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Go Listen, ahead. Listen, <laughs> um, I like him. I like Shino. I think that, you know, if you're having a dark match against Kenny Omega, I think Tony Khan definitely sees something in you. I think Wheeler Yuta, especially last year, had one of the more promising years, and I'm very excited to see what he does in 2023. But this match was really fun. It was a good way to hype the crowd up. It was a good opener. And I just think, like, these are very two talented people who I could definitely see fitting that Ring of Honor mold. Now, Yuta. Yes. It- because he's part of the BCC, I don't know if he's if they once they get that started, is he still Ring of Honor champion, or they drop it to someone that's actually going to be on the roster? Well, I think the same thing you could kind of say for Daniel too. Yeah, for a lot of titles that they have actually too, because Joe is a TV champion, which I don't know. Maybe maybe Joe's at a point in his career where he wouldn't mind just being on Ring of Honor, right? In Dynamite, yeah. Yeah. Well, Joe's interesting just because I know that one of the reasons he didn't want to resign with WWE is because WWE want to clear wouldn't want to clear him because he had like the concussion problem yeah. as well. He's also a glass house. He gets injured a lot. <laughs> yes, he does. So I could see why he would want to stay on the AEW roster because I think a lot of his like a lot of his friends were in both Ring yeah. of Honor and AEW. But I think I think he would like I think he's going to drop the TV title. At some point, maybe back, but I don't think Wardlow goes to Ring of Honor. I think he's going to drop it to somebody else. Yeah, I just don't know who. But I think Joe for a little bit stays in AEW, and then like it's like the realm of Joe, and he comes out like maybe towards the middle of the year, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm back, back where I started." <laughs> Samoa Joe's actually a Ring of Honor Hall of Famer too, I believe. Like back where I started, back where like you know my career, and he just like runs through everybody and has this really strong record. Okay. So for Wheeler, I don't know. Because like I said, you could say the same thing for Daniel too. Like obviously Daniel's moved on from the pure title. But, you know, is there a chance that once he breaks away from JS, he goes down there? Does he stay in AEW? I don't really know. But I think for Wheeler, I think he's going to stay in AEW. I think they are very high on him. And I think he's going to drop the pure title to someone. Again, I have no idea who. I don't have the, I don't know the Ring of Honor roster. This is my (laughs) issue. I need the raw Tony Khan. I think once Please. I think once the once they they get an established that they're going to be doing weekly shows, I think then we'll know the roster. Like it'll be on the like there's a website for Ring of Honor, so it'll be, I think it'll be on there once it's. I need that very going. badly. Yeah. 
another match they did show, and I don't know how you didn't know that Jay Briscoe is a two-time Ring of Honor World Champion. I had no was, idea. Yeah, I was there when he won the first time to, I believe it was Kevin Steen, actually. I believe it was. I was there live. But Jay Briscoe versus Adam Cole, final battle, 2014, and I it's it's a no DQ, but Ring of Honor called it differently. It's like on it's an honor no more match, I believe. Oh. It's something like that. Yeah. It's some phrase differently, but I don't think it's honor no more because then why would Impact have their stable called that? Doesn't make sense. But this match was really good. Um, Adam Cole and Jay Briscoe had an amazing rivalry in Ring of Honor. If you have not seen like any of the promos or maybe didn't even see this match, I highly recommend you go see it because this was before Adam Cole was even in his prime. Like you could see how much younger he looks, and oh, you yeah. could see like <laughs> just how well he could wrestle in front of a crowd, how good he is at promos, and like I said, before he even hit his prime. And he he's he's just great. Jay winning the title and just the reaction. I will never not find it funny when Adam Cole stapled the piece of paper to Jay Briscoe's head and had the rainbow uh, thumbtacks. Right. That was also really funny. And this this was just an amazing match. If you're going to watch any match on the card, I really do recommend this one. But what did you think going back in time to Final Battle 2014? Those are cool. Like the the flashbacks. Even now and I. Again, like I was so shocked that he was even a world champion. I swear, I thought he was just tag team champions, and that was it. But crazy to see that he like did. Mark was Mark ever a world champion? No, it was just Jay. Wow. Okay. And then that that match ended up being really good. I'm like, damn. Like, why haven't I seen this match? And you're right. Like Adam Cole to see like you know even past footage of him. Like this is pre NXT Adam Cole um, against Jay pre Bullet Club. Yeah, that Free too. Yeah, this was a very early Adam Cole. So, oh, it was just really cool to watch. Like all the old footage was so much fun to watch. And, um, I know Tony Khan stayed in the past that like once like Ring of Honor gets going, there's not going to be any flip flop throughout the roster. It would be really cool if one time like Adam Cole appeared on Ring of Honor as like a one time thing. I think that would be pretty cool for history and for nostalgia. If he just maybe if he wrestled like one match at a pay per view, you know what I mean? I think that would be really cool. But uh, to watch that back, it's crazy. The the, the type of, I I wasn't expecting that good of a match. <laughs> was not expecting how good that match was. It was more than I was expected, and I was glad that was on the tribute video. I feel like I've seen it before. There's no way that was, I know I wasn't there because that was right after they actually stopped running in Hammerstein for a little bit, and they went to another part of New York that it was way too expensive for us to go to. But I was it, it was not my first time watching it. I was like, damn, I forgot how great this was. But Caprice, to your point about Adam Cole going to Ring of Honor, I believe it was Caprice Coleman who said it on commentary when Adam Cole did his like story time with Adam Cole segment where he was like, you know, that red and black just looks so good on him. Him being in that Ring of Honor ring, just it, it feels so good, it looks so good, because that's Adam Cole. And if you got, like I said, like Adam Cole, pre-Bullet Club, pre-NXT, like this is when he was just known for being in the kingdom. Yeah. Before, like, it's Bennett, Taven, Maria, and Cole. And that was your top faction Ring of Honor in 2013, 2014. That was the faction. Not the Bullet Club. It was the kingdom. <laughs> but speak, it, it's true. I know. Yeah. Well, speaking of the kingdom, because we're going to talk about Maria's Women's Division, because that's just what I'm going to call it until someone tells me that Maria's not in charge of the Women's Division. Are they going to call so, it the Maria's Women's Division? You know what? I'm going to make it a segment on Honor POV, yeah. Maria's Women's Division. Because <laughs> um, you know what? She's my mentor, and the, I can do that. The Maria Canellis like, Women's Division of Ring of Honor. Of the Honor. Maria Canellis Bennett Women's Division oh, of sorry. Honor. I apologize. Didn't get the Yes. Hyphen. Yeah, she she gets very upset. You have to say the full name, Maria Canellis hyphen Bennett. She's the first woman of professional wrestling, Kyle. Jesus. Anyway. We saw Marina Shafir, who commentary alluded to, requested to be on the show because of her husband, Roderick Strong, her his very close relationship with the Briscoes. They are very close family friends. Against Mighty Myra, who was just like a local indie talent, but she had a really good showing in this match. 
Um, Marina looked really good. I have not seen, cause I don't really watch dark that often unless like someone suggests the match to me. So I haven't seen Marina, Marina on dark, but she looked really good. And I was like, this is where she fits. So I think whenever we split this roster, Marina needs to go to Ring of Honor. I think she fits there. I think her and Athena feud would be really good as well. And you can just tell like how emotional she was. Cause like I said, the Briscoes and the Strongs are very close family friends in real life. But what did you think of the one out of three Bowens matches? It was interesting because I was wondering why Maria Shafir was coming out, right? And I was going, well, this is kind of odd. But then they explained it. And I'm like, okay, well, now it makes sense. Um, against j- just job, like job into a, or a job or getting job to Maria Shafir, Mighty Mer- Myra. Myra. <laughs> I thought maybe she was going to be like someone that used to be in Ring of Honor, and I guess not. <laughs> So, uh, it was good though. I, I think you're right. I think I'd like to see, uh, Shafir in, in ring of honor. I think that'd be a good place for her to go, uh, women's division wise. And I think they could utilize her to, uh, the best of her abilities in there. And I would love to see even Marina go up against, uh, like a Mercedes Martinez eventually in the future too. That'd be really cool. I was surprised that she wasn't on this show, but I'm not going to hold it against them because a lot of the talent that you did see on this show, they had 24 hours to fly them out. Yeah. And <laughs> they tried their hardest. So I'm not going to hold anything to Ring of Honor and Tony Khan because they did what they had to do. But another match we got to see is Elite POV's favorite wrestler, QT Marshall. Again, oh, yeah. Eddie Kingston. <laughs> I know Ant was so excited. Oh, so he's like, he thank God QT made it. Yeah. Well, you know, he did yell at Bobby Cruz to call him a Ring of Honor legend. He's not a Ring of Honor legend. He was in Ring yeah, of that Honor. Was weird. <laughs> I knew that was not, like all heel work. <laughs> not. Thank you all for yelling outside my room. Um, Not legendary status. But just to see Eddie, I mean, he he's just a very emotional human being. So you knew that this was going to be very, very emotional. Obviously, he was one of the wrestlers that gave thoughts. But this was just, this was good. I mean, they were playing with the crowd a little bit. And then, you know, they had the fans hold them back. And then Kingston was chopping Marshall. And then when Marshall tried to do the same thing, they were like, no, we're not helping you. So that was fun. But this was overall fun. And he, they held the sign that was like, reach for the sky. Rest in peace, Jay Briscoe. What'd you think? Uh, it was a good entertainment, like a, um, an entertainment match for the crowd, especially QT. QT's that... He's a spot guy that's going to have, like, entertaining matches. And I guarantee you he's going to be the guy that they use in their live events, AEW. And they get that going for, like, because live events are more on the entertainment side regardless of what company you're in. Any untelevised thing, they they it's a lot more crowd-related. Um, but it was, again, like you said, it was emotional for Eddie Kingston. You could tell on his face being close to the Briscoes throughout his career, so... Uh, cool, cool way to do that. With, even with the sign, which I found out today, what "reach for the sky" means and where they got that from, which is crazy. I didn't know. Um, from to- the Toy Story was Jay's favorite movie, and it, he got. I guess he used to get emotional every time you watch that movie. So that's why they used. To, they, that's why they say it. And I'm like, oh man, that is so cool. I did not know that, and that was really cool to learn. But uh, yeah, great match though. Our fun match. It's like I can say fun match. Yes, we can use the word fun on honor POV. And you know what else was fun? The second woman's match. Two. It was two. It. There's no way. Two. That is, no. There was two. How? And did you know there's one right after this? Stop. You're lying to me. No. <laughs> Three I'm women's not. matches on one show. What is this? <laughs> that doesn't sound right. <laughs> Well, for this one, we're going to get to your favorite woman's wrestler next. But for this match, it was Athena versus Madison Rain. This was a Ring of Honor Women's Championship match. I didn't know why this wasn't just like a contenders. Like, you know how they do, like, you know, they versus a champion. Yeah. And if the they beat the champion. title though. eliminator match. That's what those are. Yeah. Yes. I don't know why this wasn't just one of those. But again, I'm not booking Ring of Honor yet. This was good. I think Athena's heel turn has been the best thing for her career. I think this is something she definitely wanted to do in NXT and WWE, and they just didn't let her do it. And to see her just come into her own and do exactly what she wants to do is fantastic. I thought Madison looked really good in this match and better than she has in a lot of her AEW matches. So I don't know if maybe it was because it was a tribute show that motivated her a little bit more, or maybe just because she's gotten better in the ring. Either way, 
this was fun. Really good matchup. And again, Athena versus Sakazaki at what I believe is going to be Supercard of Honor is going to be outstanding. But what did you think of, again, your other favorite wrestler, Madison Rain versus Athena? What? I'm joking. Okay. I thought you were like real. I'm like, no, there's no way. <laughs> but uh, it's cool to have like a world women's world title match. Athena has been proving to be a really good women's world champion. And, you know, like, I don't think she's... Was she ever NXT Women's Champion? I don't remember. She was. She was. Okay, so she was a, a former world champion. So she's got the, you know, she can carry a world title on her back kind of thing. And I, I'm loving this whole heel run of hers, too. is really cool. Um, but, yeah, again, another... I mean, it's a, it's a Ring of Honor tribute show, so you're going to have Ring of Honor matches. So you're going to have the Women's World Title match there uh, facing Madison Rain. Um, who's been in this this industry for a long time? So I imagine that she. I can't remember the commentary mostly for this. I want to say that she had, like, she knew the Briscoes in in some way, and she had history with them. So why she was chosen for this match, and then yeah, Athena's gonna face. Uh, I love watching Yuka. Yuka's hilarious and is slowly gain gaining more popularity with the AEW crowd. So cool to see her to cross over into Ring of Honor and have a championship match with Athena. And then uh, she has a, a match with, uh, I don't even know what her first name. Moon is the last name? Sandra Moon. Sandra Moon. Sandra Moon. Is Sandra Moon from Ring of Honor, no? No? No. Okay. No, no. She was another... Um, local competitor. Local talent. <laughs> Someone who was backstage, you got ring boots? Yeah, okay, get out there. <laughs> I thought this was fun. I think um, Yuka in Ring of Honor, it fits. And if uh, is she signed? I don't think she is. I don't remember she's gotten all elite graphic. I want to say she does. I, I literally want to say that she does. But you go on and talk to match, about the match because I'll find out. Okay. Uh, this was really good. I think, like Kyle said, she has such a good fan base. And I think with her appearing on Dark more and hinting at the fact that she wants to wrestle Athena has definitely helped her out a little bit because she is a baby face. You know, her just dancing with the crowd. And I mean, Kyle loves her theme song all the time. And I think. And then the video went viral of the guy dancing to her theme song. It was like on Twitter for like two days after the tribute show. So she's over. So I think this is the perfect match to have at Supercard of Honor because it's a really, really good babyface versus a super mega heel. And I don't think Yuka's going to win at Supercard of Honor because I think Athena needs to hold that title for a really long time. But it's going to be fun either way. And to add on to like what Kyle was saying about how Athena could hold a world title, she was also NXT Tag Team Champion as well. So with Shotzi. this is a tweet from Fightful on... February 7th, 2019. Oh, God. Yuka Sakazaki and Aja Kong are all elite. So don't know if if the contract ran out and they didn't resign her or what's up with her. Well, I mean, COVID-2. Yeah. Right. So does that have something to do? Maybe I'm making things up. covid no, because I'm talking about, like, you know how, like, she couldn't come here because of COVID oh, right. for, like, a year. Yeah. So maybe, like, that year went over, so now it doesn't expire till like, t- this year or next year, okay, and so they just carried Wik- it Wikipedia over. has her signed to Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling, so. Uh, oh. And, it, and is also signed to All Elite Wrestling. That's what her oh. Wikipedia says. So she signed to both. So she signed. Cool. Welcome. <laughs> well someone else who was recently signed to AEW and has had stacking losses but finally got a win is juice robinson because <laughs> yeah. he wrestled big win all, here <laughs> out of all people brandon cutler oh tough competitor brandon cutler is no i will say brandon looked really good in this match and i wrote this in my review on the pop break i said you know like i don't know why brandon doesn't wrestle more often but i thought he did a really good job here and i thought it was a fun match but i just don't understand why juice keeps on losing like why I don't know either i don't i i couldn't figure out why he's getting the jobber role <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't really make sense i thought he'd be coming in here and, and being pushed like mid card level right but maybe he's coming here and he's going to be part of Ring of Honor. 
that's what I'm thinking because I really thought when he versus Joe for the TV title, I'm like, oh, he's going to win. It makes sense. Like, he's going to get a title because he was so over in Japan and cutting those amazing promos a part of the Bullet Club. And he was New Japan US champion. I was there when he won that title. So I was kind of shocked that he keeps on losing. I'm like, damn, why did he sign if he's going to so keep on weird. losing? Yeah, to, I, I have no idea. It, it's been weirding me out for the longest time, too, because every time I see him on TV, I'm like, oh, maybe he'll get his win this time. But of course, he's facing Brandon Cutler. I'm like, oh, that's kind of mean. They're giving his first win against a guy named Brandon Cutler. Of all people, Brandon Cutler. And I, I don't know. It's just Juice Robinson, uh, of all people, to go on this losing streak and... After being signed, I don't know. It's just it, to me, it's extremely strange. I don't know. I I can't put my finger on it. But what? Look at this. You got a big win on against Brandon Color. Good for him. Sad for Brandon, but good for Juice getting a big dub. <laughs> Finally, I guess the one thing I would have rather seen, like the young bucks wrestling. Like, yeah. I know they wrestled earlier in the night, but I would have rather seen, like, the Young Bucks versus Juice Robinson and somebody else. It's then, I think it's a no offense game. to Brandon Cutler. Yeah. Um, but I want to say sense. the Young Bucks, I know, like, Tony Khan is a sports guy and load, he knows about load management and he knows not to overwork talent because of that. So, my assumption is Young Bucks being like his, one of his best tag teams right now and current trios champion. You don't want to overwork them. Even if it's a tribute show, you don't want to have them go out there and then, you know, that's injury for them. And, you know, he probably has this big storyline maybe written now if when Kenny clears his visa issues for the trios titles. So, yes, and I see it. And also I understand why they probably were kept off from a match. Um I, again, I think Young Bucks are going to be like a guy are going to be like like Adam Cole, where they're brought into Ring of Honor when it gets going eventually, just to have that nostalgic match because obviously the Young Bucks were a big part. Like Ring of Honor was a massive part of their careers, um, even when after they joined the Bullet Club, even before that too. So it's not it's not going to be that they're never going to re- appear on Ring of Honor. It's going to be in the future, like Adam Cole. It'll be like a nostalgia match. The only reason I feel like that's not it is because Jay Lethal wrestled the tribute match and then wrestled 20 minutes later on Rampage. Yeah, but I mean, Jay Lethal, Young Bucks. <laughs> wow. I, I'll have you just know. Just saying Jay the level of there of the where Tony Khan has the scales. <laughs> just saying. He's, I, I, I'm going to say the Young Bucks... Do we get paid more than <laughs> Jay Lethal? So you're going to protect your highest paid people first. <laughs> I mean, the Young Bucks have two jobs. Jay two Lethal contracts. only has one. Yeah, well, yeah Brendan Cutler, also two contracts. Yeah, two contract Cutler, yeah. And he's got the BT stuff too. So, like, I mean, if I'm if I'm in Tony Khan's shoes, I'm protecting Young Bucks over Jay Lethal. I'm just saying. If Jay Lethal wants to go out there and wrestle two matches, hey, by all means, get out, get out there, son. The Young Bucks want to do it? Nope. Nope, got plans. Can't. Mm-mm. I know it's a tribute show, but you you can. Did, did they give them? I, I don't remember. Did they get? Did they say? Did they give them time to say stuff back? Like, no. So that's probably why they did all their thing. What they did on BT this week and last week, like the Young Bucks yeah. said a bunch of stuff last week on BT, and then this week was dedicated all to Jay. So that was probably their way of doing it, which is really cool because BT is a very much watched platform. So. It won Vlog of the Year for Fightful. Hey, those awards are so cool. You I know, know. I strive that Elite POV one day is big enough that we can make awards and send them to the wrestlers and then they take pictures with them <laughs> one day. One day. Yeah. One day soon. One day there'll be Honor POV awards and we can hand them out to the Ring of Honor people. <laughs> Guys, one day I'll be working for Ring of Honor and you'll be giving me an Honor POV award for yeah. best commentator. For best headband. <laughs> It's a bandana. Sorry, be- best bandana. I couldn't tell what the hell that was. <laughs> it's a bandana. It's oh, been there a you long go. Day. Well, our main event, which was very fitting for a lot of reasons, was Claudio Castagnoli versus Christopher Daniels hey. in a Ring of Honor World Championship. 
these are two OG Ring of Honor talents. And I thought this was so fitting because obviously, like we talked about, the Briscoes stayed in Ring of Honor. You know, they were dedicated until Ring of Honor closed their doors. They did their little loops on the indie scene. They did GCW. They did Impact. And they did a lot of other indies before, you know, they signed to this Ring of Honor under Tony Khan's umbrella. But having two OG Ring of Honor uh, superstars wrestling on this tribute show was just very fitting. This match was really fun. I mean, I know a lot of people are like, why Christopher Daniels? Again, Christopher Daniels, OG, first show, people. Like, yeah. come on, Fallen Angel. He meant something. Again, they showed his match against yeah. Jay from Fight not fight for the fallen i think it was death before dishonor 2016 if i remember correctly I that was the show fight for the fall because <laughs> i was like for the fallen i'm like that wasn't <laughs> the show that wasn't it but this match was fun i mean you know n- nothing really big was going to happen on the show because obviously the main thing was it was a tribute show there wasn't going to be like title changes or like five star matchups but for what it needed to get done this match was really good did you think the same thing what do you what do you think of Claudio's little like crab dance he does at the, at the start of the stage? I don't now? like it. It's funny when like you when Wheeler's there too. I think it's funny as hell. <laughs> I think it's dumb. I'm but, like, why? But two guys like long term. I mean, not probably not as long, but two guys have been in Ring of Honor like way back in the beginning, like when the start of their careers. It, it was cool to see this as their world title match, uh, and what a way to do it. That was fantastic, and even like. A, this past dynamite when they had Jay Lethal take on uh Mark Briscoe, which is really cool and fitting as well. So this is another fitting match to end off a tribute show to have Claudio Castagnoli and Christopher Daniels go at it. Wearing of Honor World Title online, like you said, we weren't gonna get title changes. It was more of a tribute aspect to Jay and, and, and Ring of Honor itself too. So what a way to do it. And it was a good match. You know what? Claudio I mean and Christopher Daniels for his age to still have matches the way he's doing because his body's a little bit more banged up than Claudio. Claudio is obviously still in phenomenal shape and it can still go. Um, they still had a great match. And it was, again, it was more, pun intended, it was more of an honor aspect than anything else this world title match. So, But it was cool. I'm, I'm glad they picked these two for the world for the main event. His poor eye. Yeah. Like, that's why I was like, pointing at my eye. His eye is still like yeah. black. I always keep thinking like, that is that fake? I'm like, no, does it's he not. keep putting like a, a contact no. in? <laughs> no, it's 100% real. And actually, when we talked about it on K2, I was on a podcast with Bill and I was like, Bill, Kyle wants, and we said it live. I'm like, Kyle wants to know if it's fake. And Bill looked into the camera and said, Kyle, it's 100% real. So he's like, does he see red all the time? I don't out of his know. Li- I want, because that would, that would drive me nuts if like one, if I was only seeing red out of one eye all the time. That would drive me up the wall. Okay, listen, I'm potentially going to see him March 11th. So you ask him. I'll ask him. I got you. And get back to me. (laughs) Okay, I will. But how we're going to end this, because obviously we're not fully on Honor Club yet. We did not start the TV show. But I want to know one thing you want to see Ring of Honor do when Honor Club starts. Like, production-wise, talent, anything. What do you want to see? I don't. So it's 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 good. Not really a two part, but how I'm gonna word this? I don't want them to be a tape show after a dynamite. I want them. I want it to look unique to its own. I don't want it to feel AWS. Like if they taped Ring of Honor weekly, like after dynamite, it would still feel like AEW because of the the production and the way it looks. I think if you're gonna do this right. You somehow find your way to get a studio of some sort or you book the rights to that universal slot that you can record a bunch of episodes in and you do it from there. You get a new stage, a brand new looking stage. Whether you give Ring of Honor, it would be cool if they gave Ring of Honor the tunnels. I mean, that would be really cool because I know everyone loves the tunnels and they were flipping out when the tunnels were gone, whatever. Um, But have it, it it can't look anywhere like AEW. You can maybe do some sort of the similar like camera and stuff, or maybe like the older cameras that you got rid of for AW you can give to Ring of Honor and they can use. It's gotta look different. It's gotta look completely different. It's gotta feel different. The way you do the backstage interviews, the way you you present the matches, it's gotta feel like Ring of Honor used to and whatever you want to add to it. It can't feel like AW whatsoever and it can't be filmed after Dynamites or Rampage or whatnot. It's gotta be a whole completely different look. So that's what I want. 
So I don't think it's going to be filmed after Dynamite. I think they are going to make it separate. And I think they are going to rent out that Universal Studio because I think it just makes sense from just a timing standpoint. Can you imagine if they filmed Dynamite, Ring of Honor, and Rampage? And then an hour of dark beforehand? I would assume they would stop. If they were, they would stop doing dark and just do dark full time at Universal. And that's where you're getting your dark matches. Like, Dark's always going to be at Universal's. They're going to do a, a whole weekend's worth of tavings, and that's going to be Dark for, like, the next month and a half to two months, and then they're just going to do it again in two months. You know what I mean? But I, I'm i leaning to what, we, what you said, too. I think it's for sure going to be out of that Universal thing. But, again, you change and make it look different. Make it look completely different. Don't even make it look completely different what you have now with Dark. It's got to look different. It's got to look completely different. It's got to feel different. And it's, you know what, I, I'm a fan of the studio shows that lead up until pay-per-views. That's what I was a big fan of when I was watching NXT, and I was a hardcore NXT mark. I was, the 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 atmosphere and the feel of those, like, studio shows, and then the payoff when you got to the takeovers, and they're the big arenas with the big crowd, it felt that much more. Like, if Tony Khan takes that model and puts it into Ring of Honor, it can be very, very successful. And you're going to get that fan base. Like, if you're going to book it the same way NXT used to book You'll get the fan base and you'll get enough fan base to have that you can book the bigger arenas and um, get those types of crowds. And at the same time, it's going to make you're going to have to get the, the talent names as well. It's not just going to be you're going to sign the mid level guys and that's going to be it for Ring of Honor. You're going to need to once in a while bring in a top name um, signed to the company, which, you know, it's. That's where it's going to be very tough, I think, for Tony Khan running both, right? If a top-name free agent's out there, I think that the, the it's it's tough for him that he's going to have to figure out, is it top enough for AEW or is it top enough for Ring of Honor? And I know he doesn't want one to be... Like, I think is always going to be his number one because that's what he started with, and Ring of Honor's going to be right there, but he wants to present... I think he wants to present Ring of Honor as a top as AEW. You know what I mean? So it's going to be very, very tough to see how he books it going forward. But if you're going to want, again, to book it the same way and to get that type of fan base, you're going to need to sign some big talents. I guess that's two in one there for me. I think the one thing that's like been honed to Ring of Honor is the steps in the entrance. Like That's something that they've had at mostly every single show. It's something that they even do now. So I think you have to include the steps just for like the nostalgia purpose. Oh, I know I what think, you mean. Yeah. 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 The little, like, three-step type thing. I always found that weird. I don't know why. (laughs) I like it. I feel like it adds, like, a dramatic. Because then you can just stand on the top step and, like, take in, like, all the cheers and the boos. I feel like it's, like, it means something. And I think, too, because Ring of Honor always used to have the streamers. And this is another thing I talked about in my article. It was an honorable mention because every Ring of Honor Ah. show, like, they used to have streamers that you throw. So then you're on top of the step and then everyone's throwing streamers at you. That's actually my fondest memories of my dad is going to Party City right before Final Battle and just buying, like, $10 (laughs) worth of streamers. So please bring back the streamers. I'm a fan. I've loved them since I was 10. Bring them back. But I think about the talent, like you said, is right, is, you know, you have to decide, like, who's going where. And I I don't think Tony's going to book Ring of Honor. I think he's going to bring in a Ring of Honor alum, whether that be Joe, whether that be BJ Whitmer, because he's been a backstage hand since day one. Mm-hmm. Whether you do have Maria do the women's division, I don't think TK is going to be directly, he's going to be directly involved in both, but not, like, so heavy in Ring of Honor. I think his main focus is going to be AEW. Jesus. I'm choking and dying. I've done, I've done I, thought, I thought you were like, we're going to bring in Jesus and he's going to save the world and he's going to save Ring of Honor. Jesus no. Christ is the answer. Okay. I'm, I'm the answer. Okay. The answer is me. But the thing that I want, and this goes into Billy Starks, is oh so long ago, there used to be this thing called the Ring of Honor Prospect Tournament. Oh, it used to be an eight-person tournament, and the winner would get a Ring of Honor contract. Oh. Some of the people that have won this have included Mike Bennett, Matt Taven, Leo Rush, Roosh, a lot of people who have been very no names in Ring of Honor. So since there's so much independent wrestling out there, I think they should bring back the prospect tournament. I think that there's enough independent talent out there that you can bring 
a men's tournament and a women's tournament. And I actually have Billy Starks winning my women's prospect tournament to get a contract. I know she's graduating high school this year, so I know she's eligible. And my men's was a little hard because obviously I would have Nick Wayne win, but he's already signed. So I can't have that. So I had, I don't know if he's signed because Bill and I looked it up and we had mixed reports. I would have Blake Christian win my men's prospect. Nice. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he has Blake Christian like sign, or he's going to have signed to Ring of Honor. I know he's really high on him, so and I would be too because that guy is exceptional. And yeah, I'd have those are two perfect winners. I think for that tournament, if they bring that back, it, it just makes the most sense out of all like the the talent we've seen coming into dark and dark elevation that could be pro, uh, prospects for Ring of Honor couldn't pick two better names too. There's a lot of, and there's a lot out there that have come in and out. Um, but Blake Christian and Billy Starks have really kind of proven themselves. So I, I did a full eight. I don't remember all eight, but I did an eight for the men, eight for the women. <laughs> and I, I was like, Bill, here's the whole thing. And he goes, okay, you didn't have to go that far. I just asked you to name a couple. And I said, no, we got the whole tournament. Here we go. Just give this to Tony <laughs> Khan. Here you go. I'll, I'll do the full thing. <laughs> but yeah, so that. That's pretty much all we got so far um, for Honor POV. So the one thing I will say is obviously Supercard of Honor. I am going to California, but I'm unfortunately not attending Supercard of Honor at this moment because WrestleCon Session 2 yeah, two is taking place the same exact time as Supercard of Honor, and I actually have to work WrestleCon. So as of Uh. right now, I know, I cried. There was actual tears. I cried oh. my eyes out. I was very upset. So a lot of things can change between January 30th of this recording and obviously March 31st. But if I do get to go, I'm going to vlog and do some stuff. I'm going to vlog in California anyway, because obviously there's a lot of wrestling going on. But in terms of that show particularly, we're going to have to probably delay a review because I have to watch it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After I get back and the tiredness goes away. Because yeah. WrestleMania week kills you as an employee. Can confirm. <laughs> I was a yeah. wrestling fan slash alcoholic that weekend I went for WrestleMania. So, <laughs> Damn. Yeah. It was New Orleans. <laughs> okay, but I, I, I'm not going to New Orleans. I'm going to California. But I'm just saying I, like, to- I, can, I can attest to how I was exhausted. Especially because I drove 23 straight hours back home after. So it was rough. Yeah, I don't know how you did that. Like, this flight's going to kill me to California. This six-hour flight? Oh. No way. Uh, you'll be all right. You'll be okay. <laughs> I, don't, I, I, I flew I four hours of Phoenix. I was fine. You're, you'll be all right. <laughs> no, I'm not. But anyway, guys, thank you for joining Kyle and I. Like I said, I don't know who's going to be my co-host. It's kind of probably going to be like a surprise of like, and the co-host this week is dun, 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 whoever. That's why, that's why I have it listed as co-host chair. I hope you're on this side of me that I'm pointing. Are you on this side? side? God damn it. There. (laughs) He's on this side. Yay. Um, So, yeah. So, thank you all for watching. Um, There are going to be more of this. I'm really excited that I'm hosting this show. Again, this is mainly why I was born in for Elite POV is because I'm very knowledgeable on Ring of Honor. I've been a fan since 2010, and I've been through the ups and downs with this company, and thankfully, Tony Khan bought it. But, yeah. So, look for more episodes of Honor POV. And remember to reach for the sky, boys.